Hear now the reading of the Holy Scripture from the Gospel account of St. Luke, the 14th chapter, beginning in verse 28 and reading through verse 30. For which of you intending to build a tower does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to thank our handbell choir. Thank you so much for that beautiful music. And it's a wonderful example of what God is doing in us, not just from a musical standpoint. But you realize that each one of those ringers only has maybe two or three notes. If Miss if Betsy was sitting up here all during the service and just ringing her B flat, it, 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 well, it would be pretty the first few times, but just sitting there ringing that B flat is not gonna produce anything. But when each of them work together, ringing the notes that they are given, then it makes a beautiful piece of music. Just like the choir, we have some wonderful voices and some wonderful soloists, but when each of you adds your voice together, oh man, we get something special. And it's the same thing in the life of the church. Each one of us is gifted with a calling. Each one of us is gifted with a note, if you will. And on our own, we can do some good things, but when we come together and we add all of our parts in harmony, then there is something wonderful and special that occurs in the work of God. And that's what I believe it means to be a part of the church. God is still building the church. That's one of the things that I think we forget. When he was talking to Simon Peter and the other disciples, and I know this isn't a part of the scripture we read for this morning, this is free. Um, when, when, when he's asking them, who do people say that I am? And the disciples started naming, well, some say that you're John the baptizer, come back. Some say that you're Elijah. And he goes, yeah, but I want to know, who do you say that I am? You're the ones that's been hanging out with me. You're the ones that are running all over the Holy Land with me. Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter stood up and said, you are the Christ, the Messiah the son of the living God. And he looked at Simon Peter and he said, blessed are you, Simon Peter, because no one on earth could reveal this to you, only my father. And so you're getting a name change, buddy. From now on, you're not going to be called Simon. You're going to be called Peter, which is the reason why we call him Simon Peter, because we can't ever drop the first one. Because Peter in Greek is Petra, and it means rock. And he said, and on this rock, I will build my church. Now, one of the things we forget, Simon Peter may have been the rock, but Christ said he would build his church. He is still building it, and he is calling us to be together and to do amazing things in his grace. Grace is a wonderful, wonderful thing, but we take it for granted. We forget. Diedrich Bonhoeffer, who was a theologian in the early 1900s up to about 1946, um, 
he uh, actually escaped Nazi Germany, was here in the United States teaching at Princeton, and then chose to go back because he said, I cannot be a part of rebuilding that which has been destroyed if I have not been there to suffer with it. So while he was in safety, he chose to go back to Nazi Germany. He stood in lecture halls and taught against Nazism while there was another teacher across, literally across the hall trying to spread it. He was executed three days before Germany surrendered. He gave his life for it. And he talked about something that he called cheap grace. He called it church without fellowship, communion without repentance. He called it what we bless ourselves with and not the grace that comes from God. He wrote a book called The Cost of Discipleship because he understood and he taught that when we become followers of Jesus Christ, yes, God gives us his grace for free, but it cost God something to do that, and that is Jesus Christ on the cross. And that when we respond to God's offer of grace, it is meant to change us, that we do not continue to be who we were, that we do not continue to live however we want to live, but we live into the calling that God places upon us as children of God and as a part of grace. That we realize that we no longer exist solely for ourselves, but we exist to give ourselves away to a world who does not yet understand. And that the things that we do and the places that we go and the work that we do is all to show others the grace and love of God. That's where our passage for today comes in and speaks to us. If you're going to do a building project, whether you're working with a master carpenter or whether you're doing this on your own, if, if, you, wanted, if you decided that you wanted to replace a deck on your house or you wanted to add a sunroom, you're not just going to jump into that, are you? You're going to stop and you're going to figure out how it needs to be attached to the existing structure. You're going to figure out the size that you want it to be. You're going to figure out the materials that you're going to build it out of. And you're going to sit down and figure out how much those materials cost, right? If you're working with a general contractor, you're going to ask them for an estimate. If you're going to do this on your own, then you're at least going to the Home Depot website and looking up how much 2 by 4 costs right now. Right? Because you don't want to start a project and not know what it costs and know whether or not we can afford to do it. Well, guys, when we became disciples of Jesus Christ, it costs us something. And I know we don't like talking about it. We would rather this be all emotional, willy-nilly, just love and rainbows, okay? But the reality is, when we signed up with Christ, we said no to other things. We said no to the way the world works. We said no to revenge. We said no to holding on to grudges. 
We said no, that we are going to love like God has loved us. You doubt what I'm saying? What did you just pray in the Lord's Prayer? What were the words that came out of your mouth in the name of Jesus Christ? Father, forgive me of my trespasses the same way I forgive those who trespass against me. Do you realize what you're saying? God, the standard that I hold other people to, the, the anger that I hold on in my heart, the folks that I am unforgiving towards, then I want you to forgive me the same way I forgive them. That ought to cause us to pause because we're asking God to judge us by the same standard we judge others. We want grace for ourselves. We judge ourselves by our intentions. We know what we meant to do or what we didn't mean to do, and we hold ourselves to that standard. But we judge everybody else by their actions toward us. Doubt what I'm saying. Drive towards Hoover High School, 7.30 in the morning. When you get in traffic, you will understand what I'm saying because in that traffic, you are judging yourself by your intentions and you're judging everybody else by who cut you off. Please don't, if you wave, please use all five fingers, okay? Let me just say it that way. Especially if you have a Bluff Park tag on your car, okay? There is a cost to discipleship. There's things that we give up. But what we're giving up is what God is molding us and shaping us into being. That we become not only originally created in his image, but the master builder is shaping us to love like him. We in the United Methodist Church believe that it is possible Possible, possible to learn to love like God in this life, to be and to reach Christian perfection in love in this life. And I've met a couple of people that's proven to me that that's true. I mean, when you can set Miss Lena Haywood's hair on fire as an acolyte in the second grade, and she's telling you it's okay, baby, as she's, you know, patting it out and give you a big old hug at the end of it. That's saying something. I've met some others that love like God loves, that you just feel the world stop when you talk with them. You know what I'm talking about. It might have been your grandmama, or it could have been a teacher. Or maybe it's someone that you're sitting on a pew with this morning. That when you talk with them, you just know that they genuinely love you and they care about you. And they don't have an agenda other than just being there for you. Well, guys, that's what we're all called to be. And we're called to be that with each other. We're also called to be that with the people that we work with each day. We're called to be that when we're standing in the line at the Piggly Wiggly and the, and the person in front of us, excuse me, and the person in front of us can't figure out how to work the digital coupon thingy, you know? 
And we're called to be that way everywhere that we go. Because you responded to God's offer of grace. You responded and you said, yes, Lord. I I believe that you are my Savior. And I believe that you are Lord of the world. And I place my faith and my hope and my trust in you. And the rest of it, what you said, when you took your vows and you made your profession of faith was that, and I will serve you in this world as my Lord, that I will be an ambassador for you everywhere that I go. That means it costs something. We give something up in order to receive something more. And not only for ourselves to receive it, but that others see the love and grace of God through us and they come to know. You know, one of the things that I think is going to amaze us when we walk through those pearly gates is how many folks that we don't know are gonna come running up to us and say, I know you don't remember this, but I remember this conversation that I had with you and you shared with me the grace and love of God. Don't start building a tower until you've stopped to consider the cost. And when you consider the cost, consider what God has paid for us and consider where we are called to give of ourselves. All in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m. and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.